0: Hello, everyone. It is January 18th. We're on day 18 of our EC Daily Devotional. I'm Pastor Jonathan, and I'm excited to start the book of Exodus with you today. I can't believe we're already through Genesis, and we get to start this wonderful book. that We see the reminder of God's faithfulness, the way He delivers His people, Him giving law and commands to His people, the people that he has brought out of Egypt and and such an encouraging book and informative book about who God is, who his people are, how we ought to respond to him. I'm excited to start it today and so let's pick up chapters 1 through 3. Hopefully you either have already read or will commit to read. But a, a few things I really want us to see in the text today. We we start out the book of Exodus by seeing All of Jacob's family, all of Israel's family is now in the land of Egypt. Remember, they've been brought into the land because Joseph arose to power in Genesis. And when he brings his family in because they've come because of the famine, he has them settle in the land of Goshen. And we're told in verse 8, a really important fact here about the new king. Uh, There arose a new king over Egypt who did not know Joseph. And I just think this is such a rem- a reminder that we ought to be people who remember God's faithfulness because just like this king, we are so prone to wickedness. We're so prone to wonder from God when we fail to remember his faithfulness and his goodness towards us. And this, this king is, is an example. He doesn't remember how God worked through his servant Joseph to not only provide for Egypt during the time of famine, but to provide for the the whole region. Uh, and because of that, he there's wickedness that comes about because he doesn't remember Joseph, he doesn't think about Joseph's people. Instead, he enslaves them because they're growing in number. They start to fear them, and what happens when he enslaves them? Well, this causes them to <laughs> multiply even more, and then he decides, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to take these two Hebrew midwives and he tells them, when you serve as a midwife to the Hebrew women and you're on the stool, if you see that it's a son, you shall kill him. And if it's a daughter, she shall live. And I love what the text says about these two Hebrew midwives. It says, but the midwives feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them but let the male children live now that's an important thing that we ought to always remember we must be people that fear god no matter what people in authority say to us if it if if it causes or or should cause us to do something contrary to what god has clearly laid out in his word for us to do we should fear god And not do as those in authority over us if they would cause us to disobey our king. And well, there is something in this text that could present a little bit of a problem because the king calls them and says, why have you done this? Why have you let the male children live? And they say say that it's because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women for they are vigorous and give birth before the midwife comes to them. Now, that could be a true statement. We don't know. But on, on the surface level, it looks to be a, a lie. And so is, is it justifiable? Because the next verse says, So God dealt well with the midwives, and the people multiplied and grew very strong. Because the midwives feared God, he gave them families. So it seems that God rewards their lie is what this looks like. And I would simply say this. For, for one, we must remember that they feared God, not the king of Egypt. They didn't fear the king of Egypt more than they feared God. And this is important because we often look for reasons that justify ways we would disobey God in one area if our obedience to God in another area kind of trumps that. I don't think this is what the text is about. We shouldn't look for ways that we can disobey in one area if we're obeying God in another. What we need to always remember is there's a clear command of God here and they are following it. And th- does that mean it's okay for them to lie? I don't think so. But what we need to see is they cared about life. And because they cared about life, God dealt well with them. And so obey God. It reminds me of Acts chapter 5 when when Peter is imprisoned and he's charged. And verse 28 of Acts chapter 5, it says, We strictly charge you not to teach in this name, the name of Jesus. Yet here you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching And you intend to bring this man's blood upon us. But Peter and the apostles answered, we must obey God rather than men. That should be our reply all the time. We must obey God rather than men. So let's do that. No matter what it brings us, like these Hebrew women, this command of the king of Egypt was to kill, which was against God's commands and against God's will. And so they did not do that because they feared God and let us let us obey God rather than man. So chapter two opens up with the birth of Moses. where Moses's mom sees him and sees his little baby, puts him in a basket, floats him down the river and the daughter of Pharaoh finds him and he grows up in Pharaoh's household. And as he's grown up in Pharaoh's household, he goes out, he sees an Egyptian who is beating one of his people, a Hebrew, and he kills this Egyptian, hides him in the sand. And then two Hebrews are struggling against one another, fighting, and he goes to break them up. And they say, whoa, are you going to do what you did to the Egyptian? And he goes, oh, this thing's known. And Pharaoh finds out about it. Pharaoh's going to kill him. And he flees. And, I love how chapter two closes because it's a reminder of something that we went all the way back in, in our early times in Genesis. But it says this, that the people of Israel groaned because of their slavery. They cried out for help. Their cry for rescue from slavery came up to God and God heard their groaning and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God saw the people of Israel and God knew. Now, God didn't forget them. Their cry comes up to him. He's like, oh, yeah, those people, I I have a covenant with them. Now, that that remembrance, remember, is God continually being faithful to his covenant throughout time. And so God remembers his covenant, and he commits to do something. So what happens? Well, he meets with Moses, and he meets Moses in the burning bush that's not consumed by fire. And he calls out to Moses— Moses replies with my favorite phrase in in the Hebrew uh, Bible, and, and he says, "He or, here I am. And it's just basically this like surrender to to, to God. We, we see this with Abraham. I, we, we see this later on in, in Isaiah. Isaiah has the same thing. And when God meets with Abraham, I love what he says. Just look at verses seven and following. So the Lord said, I have seen, surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. I know their sufferings. I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. I am going to bring them up out of the land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And it goes on and it says, I've also seen the oppression uh, with which the, the Egyptians oppressed them. Come, I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. So God's saying, I will, I have seen, I will do this, I will do that. And how does Moses respond? Moses goes, who am I that I should go to the Pharaoh and bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? And I love what God says. God doesn't reply to Moses with, oh, you're, you're the greatest, man. You're going to do amazing. It's going to be awesome. You're, you got it all. You, you're the best man for the job. No, how does God comfort Moses with the calling on his life, he says, but I will be with you. And there is no greater qualification for the people of God, for the calling that God places on our life, than for the presence of God to be with us. And so my encouragement today is not to feel like you're qualified because of some gift talent you may have. You're qualified because God promises to be with you. This is what qualified Moses for this incredibly difficult job. Well, then Moses, I guess not completely satisfied with that, says, if I come to the people of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is his name? Well, I I love what God says. For the first time, he discloses his personal name. He says, I am who I am. This is kind of a reiteration of what he just said to Moses. Uh, Basically, this this is a a verb form that I am or I will be. God says, that's my name. I am who I am. I will will be who I will be. Say to this, to the people of Israel, "The, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. And he says, this is my name forever. So God's name is that he is who he is. He, I am who I am. I will be who I will be. And this is the name that we know today as Yahweh, which is the divine name of God that is so holy to the Israelite people that when they would write this name in the text, they would stop right before they got to the name get a new pen write the name and then throw that pen away and start with another pen for the text it's such a holy name may we reverence god's name this way because he is who he is what a great god we have may you be encouraged today that this god the god of abraham the god of isaac the god of jacob the god who is I am who I am, the God who is with Moses. Friends, if you're in Christ, that same God is with you. Uh, What a powerful, powerful thought that is. So today, let's go out and let's be the people that God has called us to be, namely by doing what God says. We must obey God rather than man. We must fear God more than we fear anyone or anything else. And as we do that, I I trust that God will use us in ways that we cannot even fathom and his name will be honored and glorified in our lives. I love you, church. Have a great day. And I, I pray that you will go and be who God has called you to be, knowing that he is with you. Have a great day, friends.